What's up, Panther fans? We freaking did it. The Panthers are in the playoffs with some thanks to the heroics of the Chicago Trash Hawks for beating the Pittsburgh Penguins for us. You know, I may have to get my blood pressure checked after all that, but we made it into the playoffs where we get the chance to play the team with the most season wins in NHL history in the Boston Bruins. Welcome back to the FLA Catnip Podcast. My name is Kevin Rodingen. So glad you're here with us. I'm, of course, joined by my best bud, Jake Houston. Jake, can you finally look Paul Maurice in the eyes and say thank you just yet? Kevin, it goes back to that quote you had last time where you said he kind of let the players take over. I'll shake Paul's hand, but I don't know if I'll look him in the eyes. I think he'd probably (laughs) be glaring at me after all the shit talking I've done. Fair enough. And today we're joined by fellow Panther fan, Raphael Tavernier. Raphael, did you start growing that playoff beard on purpose or have you always had that going for you? Well, I already knew that the Panthers were going to go into the playoffs. uh, You know, hope that I don't have to shave this thing until we uh, host the Stanley Cup. We have obviously a very challenging path being the second wild card facing the number one seed in the playoffs, the Boston Bruins. Like I said, most wins ever in NHL history for the Bruins. Of course, they're the favorite. The Athletic has them at a 73% chance of winning the series. You know, I'll take those odds, though. It's always fun to be the underdog. I've always appreciated that as a Panther fan my whole entire life. We've kind of always been the underdog, except for last year. And obviously, we saw that doesn't guarantee anything either, being the top seed. It'll be an exciting series. I think the Panthers have some edges over the Bruins that we'll go over. Ultimately, this will be a tough one. Jake, what do you think are some of the things that the Panthers will have to watch out for in the Boston Bruins? Well, Kevin, they're going to want to score more goals than the other team scores on us. (laughs) If we can do that, we will win most games. At this point, it's playing with found money. We're here. No one expects us to do too much. I don't think that Paul Maurice, the coaching staff, should be let off the hook for that because we do need to make some noise against this team. I personally... I'm glad we're playing the Bruins because I really think we match up against them a little better than we did against the Hurricanes. Maybe it was irrational because we did pretty well against the Hurricanes last year, but I've always been a little scared of them ever since they dominated us in that shortened COVID season. Uh, the only team that had a winning record against us that year. I am glad that we're playing the Bruins. It will be a test. And if we can win it, it will be a story everyone in the league is talking about. And if we lose it, most people will say, yeah, it was probably going to happen. It won't be any sort of disappointment. I'm looking forward to seeing this team step up and what we can do in this series. It's going to be a good experience for these guys to go up against one of these Goliath kind of teams, you could say. Raphael, is there any headlines going into this playoff series that you're most looking forward to? Well, I think one of the big ones mentioned is the chance of an upset. The chance of an eight seed toppling a historic franchise. I'm kind of on the opposite side of the coin because I'm a little upset that they had an opportunity to actually grab the first wild card slot and avoiding Boston. They're they're like a freight train right now. You would expect the team to kind of you know slump a little bit and have some of those you know miscues throughout the season. And it's just as though, like, they they just haven't had it this season. The fact, though, that the Panthers, they're coming into the playoffs as a hot team, and I believe it all comes down to a lot of teams. Just are you hot at the right time? And I believe the Panthers are hot at the right time. And, of course, we did split the season series 2-2 against them this year. So It's worth noting that those two wins the Panthers had were against Jeremy Swayman, and most likely they were going to be facing Olmark all series. He's going to be taking the lion's share of starts. So that is one storyline that we couldn't beat Olmark last year. Most teams couldn't. Unbelievable goalie who really has just stepped out, most likely going to win the Vezina. And of course, I do think there are a couple other storylines going in there, Kev. We've got two generational Selkie candidates going head to head. Therese Bergeron is absolutely generational. If they don't rename the Selkie after him when he retires, that will be a 
totally missed opportunity. And of course, Barkov perennially in the rankings for Selkie, a guy that in the neutral zone players don't want to go up against because of his amazing defensive stick skills. That's another big headline I'm looking forward to seeing in this one. Kev, any other thoughts on uh, sort of some storylines we can look out for? Well, the one I'm looking forward to the most, though, two pests go head to head in Marchand and Kachuk. Obviously, we got Kachuk for this very reason. He is not only an elite goal scorer, passer, net front presence, but he is an agitator. And the playoffs are his kind of hockey. And of course, you've got Marshawn on the other side, who is famous for just the same thing. They're born to do the things that get under people's skin. And that is going to be fun all series. I can't wait to see what Kachuk can do. He single-handedly dragged us into the playoffs. And I'm really counting on him to single-handedly drag us to the finals this year. I think it's going to come down to our star players to really step up in the playoffs because we saw kind of last year where some of the stars kind of faded a little bit. They weren't as involved as we would have liked them to be, you know, during the playoffs. I believe some of those guys like Barkov, we got their playoff experience now. We've been in the playoffs the last couple of years now. Can you step up and contribute? Paul Maurice has famously said that we're playing a playoff style hockey. We're going to see if that pays off dividends against Boston this series. And our star last year was Carter Verhage. You know, he was undoubtedly our playoff star. And so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that pace like he did last year. We're going to need him to play at the level of, let's say, someone like Pasternak on the Bruins, you know, two elite wingers. That'll be the head-to-head matchup on that end. One other big headline I want to bring up is this President's Trophy curse. And we can refer back to this time that the Lightning, one of the most elite seasons in NHL history as well, and they get swept by the Blue Jackets in the first round in 2019. Jake, you have any thoughts on the President's Trophy curse? It doesn't exist, Kevin. (laughs) Obviously, when you're looking at one single seed out of 16 and only monitoring that seed. It looks like they lose more than they win, and that's true. But every seed loses more than they win. It's really hard to win the Stanley Cup. If you break it down one through 16, more often than not, the President's Trophy wins the Stanley Cup. I can't hear you, Jake. I think I lost you for a second. Uh, Yep, (laughs) all hope going here on the hope train. Looks like the president's trophy curse is real. What do you think, Raphael? Somewhat look at the Florida Panthers as an example. Last year, you know, president's trophy winners, we did get out of the first round, but then we inevitably got swept by the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I I don't see it as a curse, but to be honest, I'd rather not actually be a president's trophy winner simply because I believe it adds a lot of unneeded stress. You may actually tend to maybe burn out a little bit more in the postseason. I'm going to tell you both this time. Well, I guess a little bit later next Sunday, we're going to be seeing the Boston Bruins tweeting out. We don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything (laughs) you're feeling. We get it. They are getting swept by the Florida Panthers. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. But speaking of pressure, one headline as well is that this may be the last dance for this Bruins squad. You've got a very old core in Patrice Bergeron, 37 years old, Brad Marchand, 34 years old, and David Krejci in 36 years old. That's a core that may not be together again next year, depending on, you know, Bergeron retiring and all that. They have an extra reason to try and succeed this season for sure. We'll see if that age really does catch up to them. I'm not being a homer when I say this. I honestly think that the Florida the Panthers are definitely going to give the Boston Bruins a run for their money. The biggest thing, and I know we're going to segue into this, is do we have a hot goalie? We see Lyon coming in right now, and he's, he, he looks to be a hot goalie. That's all you really need. Let's go to goaltending. Obviously, Jeremy Swayman and Lanus Allmark, they win in the Jennings Trophy for the best goalie tandem in the NHL this season. We are not so sure who's going to be our starter for game one. Alex Lyon has the hot hand, but Bobrovsky obviously has tons of more experience and playoff experience than Alex Lyon does. 
Alex Lyon only has 30 NHL games of experience. Jake, who would you put in net for game one? And how do you think Paul Maurice is going to make these decisions? If we weren't aware and something happened where Alex Lyon lost both his arms and legs, he won't start. Short of that, he's in net. Bobrovsky <laughs> hasn't played in too long. Lyon has been elite. I would have actually liked to have seen Bobrovsky in net versus the Hurricanes. A, to give Lyon a rest because he was going and B, because we needed to see what we had with Bobrovsky. That being said, it's Lyon by a mile. There's no shot Bobrovsky's in that game one. I think it's a short leash. I do think Alex Lyon gets the start, but if we lose game one and we feel like there were some bad goals that went in, I don't see why they don't give Bobrovsky game two. Still disagree with that. I think it's his net for two, maybe three games, short of a disastrous amount of goals. Unless he lets in five beach balls, I think I think he's pretty much the guy that we're going to roll with. He's a hot goalie right now. Even when we lost the penultimate game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, it wasn't because of him. He got a couple missed opportunities against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes on the last game of the season. I mean, Bobrovsky has been he's, he's been sitting for what? How many weeks now? I just don't trust bringing in a, a guy that's been sitting like that. And it's not just that he's the hot goalie. He's the reason we're in the playoffs. To Facts. sit him would be a slap in the face. Alex Lyon is our goalie for better or worse. And I think it's his net for three games. And if we lose all three, maybe we go to Borowski, but I, I really think it's his net. Historically speaking, in recent memory, we have a couple goalies who essentially no names who created their name because of some great playoff runs. I'm talking about Jordan Bennington when the St. Louis Blues snuck into the playoffs and made a run at the cup. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Matt Murray, who all of a sudden takes over for an injured Marc-Andre Fleury and goes ahead and wins the Stanley Cup. I like those stories. I think everyone does too. And you might have a few extra people rooting for the Florida Panthers because of that storyline. Wasn't Alex Lyon in net against the Boston Bruins right before the All-Star weekend, one of those pivotal games that kind of propelled us into the, the push towards the, the playoffs that we're, we're currently in now? He saved 37 of 40 for a 925 save percentage. Hopefully he can keep that magic rolling for us. Let's break down a few extra stats uh, between Boston and Florida. The main storyline will be that Boston has this very, very highly ranked defense that only got better after the trade deadline when they signed Dmitry Orlov. The Panthers do have one of the best offenses in the league. We're ranked third in multiple categories, even though we got snake bitten on plenty of goals this year. Of course, Boston has a great offense as well. Boston has conceded the fifth lowest shot rate against this season. And they're also the second best team at limiting quality chances, which is, of course, why their goalies have done so well. They also have two of the Norris Trophy candidates in Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm. Panthers defense was already considered not among its strong suits, and that was before we traded Mackenzie Weger. This year, obviously, with the struggling of Aaron Blad, luckily we've had an emergence of sorts with players like Forsling, Brandon Montour, Josh Mahura, and Gudis, who's been a setting force this defense that the Bruins have undoubtedly better than the Panthers and it will be the thing that can sway the tide Charlie McAvoy probably top two defensive defensemen in the league Campus Lindholm has emerged as a bona fide number one option held down the fort while Charlie was out Campus Lindholm of course available at the deadline last year from the Ducks when the Panthers decided to trade for Ben Sherratt I wanted Lindholm I thought he was a better choice I had no clue he was this good. Unbelievable player. And of course, the rest of the guys on their on their defense are just doing really fantastic. Orlov has broken out and shown that he is an elite player as well. I have three words. Pucks 
on net. You're going to have to continue to fire. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be a Michelangelo or Picasso painting. You have to get pucks on that. Just just point blank period. Just getting those those chippy goals. That's that's what playoff hockey is all about. That's obviously why we picked up a guy like Kachuk. Huberto was uh, an elite passer. Uh, it was a lot harder for him to do his kind of magic in the playoff time when the ice gets a lot smaller and the game gets a lot more physical. Uh, you exchange a guy like Huberto for Kachuk, I do think we're going to have a better presence for those kinds of goals you're talking about, Raphael. Get in front of the goalie, screen him so that we can just keep shooting and hope that something goes in. If you look at the playoffs, it's just a lot of goals are like that. You don't see the fancy breakaways as much. You don't see all that tic-tac-toe as much as you do that physicality in front of the net, which does bring me to the next point. This is going to be a very physical series. The Boston Bruins are a big team. They also got bigger at the trade deadline by adding Tyler Bertuzzi and Dmitry Orlov to their lineup. And we've got big guys on our team. Raphael, one of your guys, Radko Gudis. The beard. Let's talk about physicality and what that could bring to this series. I believe the physicality that we've been acquiring over the last few years is slowly beginning to pay off dividends, especially against a team like Boston, who's been there, done that. We're kind of getting to that point now. We're a consistent playoff team now, but are we going to be a consistent, deep in the playoff type of team? Uh, and I believe physicality is definitely going to be on the menu for this playoff series. But I believe the Florida Panthers, they do have the guns needed enough to compete with uh, the Bruins as far as physicality goes. I agree. Obviously, a big storyline right now is whether or not Sam Bennett is going to be able to return. He's been out for a while and we've missed him. Lundell, who's had a bit of a sophomore slump, was able to hold it down. He wasn't a lead and crashing the net and scoring those goals, but he does still make those smart plays. And he he's definitely not somebody you want to lean on as your second center right now, especially going to the playoffs. That being said, he, he did a fine job. We do need Sam back. Uh, and when Sam does come back, we need him to not take stupid penalties. And I'll say that of all of our guys, as we remember, of course, Sam Benneken suspended last time around versus the uh, Lightning two years ago. Awesome guy, awesome gamer, but he does make some boneheaded plays. We will miss him, however, if we don't have him. And the Panthers, they had a lot of penalties this year. It's something Bye. we need to keep in check. Another player we are going to be missing as well, Patrick Hornquist. No updates on him. He's out of the uh, contact jersey. That being said, there's been a lot of whisperings. He might not even be in, able to play in the playoffs. It sounds like he did have some issues with concussions at the beginning of the year, but two players that we could really, really use. I'm glad you brought up Patrick Hornfist. I do think that that is a player who's going to itch to try and get back in. Who knows? You know, this is the end of his contract with us. Nobody's going to come in if they've got concussion problems going on. But uh, it was interesting to see him taking some line rushes the other day. For him to come back, that's a huge net front presence. We got to hope that's something that's possible in this series. Playoff hockey, man. We need all hands on deck, man. especially against the Boston Bruins, the pesky, the annoying Boston fans. We need all hands on deck. So Hornquist, if you're listening in, I expect to see you suited up. <laughs> and I look to guys like Nick Cousins and Ryan Lomberg. They're going to play huge roles in this series. Lomberg, you know, obviously we saw him do it against Tampa a couple of years ago. Look to him to also try and get that spark going. And I can see Cousins and Giovanni Smith doing the same kind of thing for us. This Florida Panthers team is not an eight seed, even though on paper it says that. But on on ice, I don't believe the Florida Panthers are. I think, we're, I think it's going to be a very pesky series. The season was very competitive. We knocked out. The Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, I know they had a sloppy end to their season, but we're talking about a team led by Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and they're not making the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons. That is uh, incredible. We do have a really big opportunity. And of course, 
as history has mentioned, in 1996, we played the Boston Bruins in the playoffs and we beat them. And that's the last time we played those guys in the playoffs. So think about that, Panthers fans. I think we've got a little bit of mojo. We got the fire. I'm excited. Really proud of this team. Getting their heads out of their asses and making this happen and getting us into the playoffs. We have to kind of take a step back and actually look at how this franchise has really turned the corner, though, in, in all honesty. This is the fourth year in a row that we, we have some postseason play. If you count you know, the COVID year, where they had like a little pregame series versus the Islanders. It's actually cool to be a part of this run right now because we had some lean years. So I believe we got to kind of like look at it in perspective like, hey, man, we're... <laughs> We're a playoff team now. We're a playoff team. We've been in the playoffs four years in a row. I think now it's the part where can we ascend and now become a deep playoff team? I'm excited for this first game on Monday, guys. You both are, and we've got a great schedule. We got game one Monday at the TD, game two Wednesday, TD. Uh, first game at the Panthers Arena will be on Friday, and the second game will be on Sunday. Friday night is going to be a madhouse, and I know there's going to be a contingent of Boston Bruin fans out there, unfortunately. You get me excited, man. You get me excited. You get, you got the juices flowing. I wish it was Monday right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to have my little away rally towel. I want to quickly just jump and just mention some of the other matchups uh, since everything's set now. I don't know about you guys, but I personally am very excited for the Rangers-Devils series. Really awesome storyline there. Those two teams hate each other. And, you know, you talk about Boston fans coming into FLA Live. It's going to be that back and forth between the, the Devils and the Rangers. Two exciting teams. The Rangers, of course, led by Shesterkin and all that firepower they have up front with their acquisitions in Patrick Kane and Tarasenko. And the Devils, one of the biggest surprises in hockey this year, just had an absolutely elite season. Jack Hughes breaking the all-time franchise single season record for points set by Patrick Elias. And then Luke Hughes making his debut. I don't know if you guys got to see him. He looked at home out there. He got his first assist. And quickly after that, he took a pass in overtime from Jack, danced around Alexander Ovechkin, went around the net and wrapped it in for an overtime winner in the first goal of his career. You know, we see Jack Hughes. He's pretty amazing. But to quote Star Wars, this is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. <laughs> Question, do you guys think that the Toronto Maple Leafs can get off the schneid and debunk? It feels like every year we're saying this is the best that Maple Leafs have ever been. But at this because point, they it's do. a mental block. They're unbelievable this year. They're really incredible. But it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's That's Andre freaking Vasilevsky. I'm going to say it every time. I mean, who are the Maple Leafs goalies again? Samsonov and Matt Murray, both having decent seasons, but one regularly injured and and we're talking about we're not talking about the number one goalie this decade, yeah. I think Samsonov has been on a heater. He looked too good versus us. I'm excited for that series. It'll be a bloodbath. Whichever team comes out of it is going to be pretty tired. Uh, of course, we got a rematch of the Oilers and Kings. I'm excited to see what McDavid can do in the playoffs. And of course, we have the Avalanche, who after a slow start ended up winning the Central. And we'll Heat be playing a, an exciting young team, the Seattle Kraken. That's an exciting series as well, just to see how the Kraken hold up against the uh, the former Stanley Cup champion. I got a chance to go to Seattle because my sister lives there and watch a Kraken game. I was actually at Matty Beniers' first NHL home game. I told myself if he scored a goal, I'd buy a jersey, and he sure did. Bought a jersey. I'm on the Kraken bandwagon, of course, as long as they never get in the way of my Florida Panthers. I can be a West team. It's, it's, it's no problem. Exactly. If they ever come head to head, uh, fuck you, Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> How was the atmosphere out there? How was the crowd? The atmosphere was unbelievable. The Pacific Northwest is dying for playoff hockey game. And so they are going to rock the building. They've got a tough opponent in the avalanche, but I am hopeful that, you know, maybe the Kraken can win a couple games for their home crowd. 
I do want to go ahead and just mention a couple more housekeeping things with the Panthers, uh, mainly in terms of some of our prospects and uh, the Charlotte Checkers. First things first, the Charlotte Checkers won last night, secured their spot in the playoffs, uh, and I believe home advantage in the playoffs as well. That's a team that's doing really great. And being led by a historic season from somebody we're all familiar with, Lucas Carlson. Lucas Carlson had a great season for us last year. I was pretty surprised, to be honest, when we decided to pick up, you know, Sherratt and Robert Haig. While Carlson, you know, is young, he was very solid all year. He's played pretty much the majority of the season with the Checkers this year. That being said, last night, Lucas Carlson tallied his 20th goal and became only the 10th AHL defenseman since 2005 to hit the 20 goal mark. He's having a historic season, 20 goals, I believe 53 points. He was named to the AHL second all-star team. That's a player that all things considered, we should give a very serious look at next year, especially when we have guys like Mark Stahl on inspiring contracts. Carlson, really a highlight. Another big highlight from last night was the debut of Panthers first round pick, Mackie Samuskevich. He was with Michigan for the last two years. And after they were eliminated in the Frozen Four, he signed a professional tryout with the Checkers, which basically means that the Panthers didn't want to burn a year of his entry-level contract. So we'll sign him to that after this season. He made his debut last night and picked up an assist, his first professional point. I think that kid is a gamer. I'm excited to see what he can do in training camp next year and see if he can maybe possibly carve out a spot or at least a little stint with the Panthers to start the season and see how he looks up in the big leagues. So that's another exciting development. And of course, finally, we also did sign Michael Benning out of the University of Denver. Uh, one of the guys, he's a draft pick of the Panthers. Uh, I want to say a second or third rounder. One of the guys in college hockey that has been a really solid defenseman. I expect him to get another serious look with the team as well next year. He signed his ELC. He skated with the team before the game the other night. Did not play, obviously, but somebody the Panthers can be very excited about in the future. As much as we've given away a few of those first round draft picks, we do have some prospects coming up. So exciting to see that. You know, one thing I do look forward to with this Boston series, I'm sure any of you guys listening to this podcast may be into the Spit and Chicklets podcast, but, you know, R.A. and Ryan Whitney are Boston Bruins fans, and they have been ragging on the Florida Panthers all year, and now we go head-to-head with their team, and I'm excited to potentially shove it to their faces because they have given us no love this year, and many haven't because of the kind of season we had. But now that we've made it in and we get a chance to play their team, I hope that we get to listen to them squirm for a few games. What are we going to do at goalie? Because we, we have the situation, not not sure exactly what transpired with, with Spencer Knight. Then all of a sudden we have Borowski here, you know, our $70 million man. But then now we have Alex Lyon out here playing lights out. Uh, moving forward, you know, I, I, of course, this, this question will probably be answered during the postseason. But uh, what do we what do we do for goalie? To take a page out of Kevin's book. Uh, Raphael, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. I don't want to think about this right now. Uh, Unfortunately, it's been the question since we signed Bob. If we can pull off a miracle and and figure out something with Bob, fantastic. We don't know what's happening with Spencer, but... That's not an experiment. If he's if he's game to play, he's he's our starter. I mean, we, we just signed to a four-year contract. And he's a gamer. He had a couple of rough times, but we all saw that when he plays a significant amount of time, he starts to get better and better. And he just hasn't gotten those starts. So we're all rooting for you, Spencer. We hope you're getting the help you need and that you're coming back soon. Alex Lyon, it's too early to say. A king is born. <laughs> this land on this side, what's the line? <laughs> the land over here is his land. <laughs> Please don't land. ride any kings. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the mojo this team would have taken down 
the Boston Bruins in the first round and then moving on from there. And then we become the team to beat. That's just something I like to get excited about. A little optimistic here. That's who I am. But uh, I just love uh, running down those kind of thoughts and, and seeing what it feels like. It seems every road to the cup goes through Boston this year. So we get to knock them out first. I'm just excited for this week. I can't wait to watch Florida Panthers hockey. And boys, it's been a pleasure. Go Cats. Cats in four? Is that what you said? Absolutely. Cats in six, baby. That's where I'm at. I'm going to game seven. I'm going to change my answer. Cats in three. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow.